Hey everybody, this is Corey from Grimstug Games, and thanks for checking out another episode of Should I Play It? Quick plug today before we get started. If you're looking to support the podcast, we would love for you to like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff that you normally do with podcasts. Aside from our website, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So do us a favor, check it out, like the shows if you like them. Uh, share it out to friends and definitely subscribe so you can catch more goodness on the channel. So with that said, well, let's just dive right into today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the podcast that I have affectionately called Should I Play It? Uh I am here with Marco from Raybox Games, and we are going to talk about, well, amongst other things, I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of things, but we're going to talk specifically about Escape from Stalingrad Z. Marco, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good to be here. Talk to your fans. Talk about my game. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, the best, the best thing ever is to talk about your own game, right? Um, yeah. So before we get into the game itself, which, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, and I, I mentioned this to you when we were, we were talking before recording, that um, I asked our president's son, who we, we backed Escape from Zollingrad Z, full disclosure. Um, I've seen the game in, in you know, its physical form, but we gave the, uh, the game to, his, to, to Mike's son, Elric, and um, he's been playing it. He's been playing the solo campaign a lot because he, he has a lot of time to do that. And he... Uh, I asked him, hey, what do you think about this game? And he, the two things that he said were, one, easy to set up and easy to, easy to get into, and two, World War II and zombies. Like, so that was, that was the, uh, the glowing recommendation from him. And he's, when, if you knew him, you would know that that's a glowing, glowing recommendation from him. Um, but before we talk about the Thank game... <laughs> Uh, before we talk about the game, I want—I I actually want to hear a little bit more about Raybox Games because you have been designing games for, for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, it's an interesting story. And without doing the long take on it, I was designing games in the 90s. So I designed a whole bunch of miniature board games, uh, designed one called Legions of Steel, designed another one called Infernal Battles of the Abyss, which was kind of like Battletech in Hell, uh, which I still might re-release one day. And a whole bunch of other supplements and stuff like that. Uh, so from 90 to 96, 97, I was designing. I even had the sub-license at one point for the Star Wars miniatures game. I was literally designing the Star Wars miniatures game back in the 90s. Wow. Uh, and the first story, yeah, it was, it was freak. I, I, so I was heartbroken when I lost it. That's kind of when I got out of the business. Uh, but uh, West End Games, which held the license, went bankrupt. So I had the sub-license, so that disappeared. So it was unfortunate. I had already, you know, we have hope. I have miniatures from it, <laughs> the actual true 28s. And um, anyway, so it was really depressing because I lost a lot. And I mean, I could have kept going, but it was just not for me. So then I stopped designing games. And then 25 years later, I started designing games again. So I think That's like, cool. yeah, over 10 years of experience of designing them, like designing rule sets and, and also production and marketing and, Kind of everything, yeah. So it's 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 been a good run, especially since I've taken up the mantle again and I started to design games again, and I love it. I, I get asked this because the '90s to now, the the process has to be so different and probably so much more accessible now than it was back then. 
Well, absolutely. Uh, so designing games is this basically the same, except you have to, you know, work with the times uh, regarding what kind of game. So fast setup, like my, like Escape from Silent Red Z sets up in less than a minute. Like I time myself, it's 45 seconds. Some of the bigger scenarios, maybe a minute and a half, but most of them are under a minute. So that's something important today. And it's small space. Like it, it fits, you play, like Escape from Silent Red Z plays on a book. You just open the book up and you play directly on it. The left side is your instructions for the scenario and the right side is the actual map that you play on anyway so those are two things that came out of the 2020s kind of thinking but in the old days in the 90s no one really thought about that i mean there were teeny games like steve jackson did tons of stuff uh so that's one thing so in other words designing is kind of the same in you know the rule set but how marketing works now is completely different which is important for in independent publishers how to market your stuff because you're up against some giants and how you manufacture now is basically if you're doing any game that has, you know, it's more than just cards or something, you pretty much got to go to China to make it. There's not a lot of options, some options in Europe, but so you have to be able to have the confidence to deal with China, which is a pretty daunting at the beginning. But now I'm used to it. But uh, yeah, so that's a, in the 90s, everything we made was made in Canada and the US. Like it was, that's where we made it. And it were big games and tons of miniatures in them, but they were all metal back in that in the day. So yeah, that's the big changes. Marketing's different, manufacturing's different. Um, you know, the distribution chain is different uh, for anyone who cares about that. And uh, but um, but you're still designing games that are cool. Yeah, speaking of cool, like I, I as I was prepping and on this monitor over here, I'm I'm sitting here looking at a screenshot that little slider that you have on your website and yeah. the miniatures they look. They look incredible. Like for a book, for a game that's in a compact space that sets up so quickly, the level of detail on these miniatures is absolutely astounding. Um, do they come? Yeah. Pre, do they come pre-painted or? No, they don't come pre-painted, but they come pre-assembled. So the way I like to, to look at that game is, first of all, the miniatures are optional. So you can buy the game for thirty under thirty dollars, which is what I call the book set or travel set, and that gives you everything you need to play. But you'll photocopy the character sheets and use a pen and eraser to to go. But it's like. 30 bucks and you get the entire story. It's not like it's a, it's a slim down version of the full game. You get everything in that. You don't need miniatures, but if you want to add miniatures, so you can. So you've got, then uh, those are available separately. So you can buy the book set, you can buy the box set that has, you know, double layer punch boards and stuff like that. And that's, that's how I would buy it if I was a consumer. And then that have four miniature sets that are available that you can just add to it. So you kind of can choose, like I, like you might be, okay. you know, I got lots of zombies from like say Zombicide. So I, I don't need to get World War II zombies, but I don't have the heroes. So I think these heroes look cool. So I'll just buy that set. Or you could be like, I like them all, they're awesome. I want them all and you can just buy them all. So I, I wanted to give a lot of flexibility to the, to the, to the consumer, to the players. And, uh, and then there's a few deluxe sets left that come with everything plus a bonus. But uh, yeah, so the, the miniatures do not come pre-painted. That's kind of part of the hobby for people who like that. Yeah. And, um, and But for others, you can just play with the miniatures. I mean, there's tons of games now that come up with miniatures. They're basically board games with miniatures, right? They're not like, because there's a whole other segment that's war gaming with miniatures, and that's a bit more involved. You've got big battles with lots of space. So so yeah, that, that's how ours come. So you, you can just, you can basically pop the box open up miniatures and start playing right away with them. You don't have to do anything except play and have fun. 
And when you're you're not kidding about that hobby because our uh, when we play test we play test at a local game company uh, game store and. I often find myself like turning my head and looking at the guys playing Warhammer and just absolutely yeah. ogling over the the level of detail in those miniatures. So I guess I am kind of a miniatures geek, although I I'll never paint one because I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I it, leave it, that to John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you know we've kind of like skirted around the issue uh, or the the question of of like how the game actually plays. So if you were describing the game to somebody, can you give you know a couple minutes on hey, this is actually how the game plays. This is the theme of it. This is uh you know, this is the way that you'd approach it, you know, and you can go as de- as detailed as you want into the mechanics of it, whatever you want to uh, tell everybody. Well, uh yeah, for sure. So the the main thing about the game is that it plays on the book. So it's a fast setup like I said and it's a small play area. Uh, there's almost 50 scenarios in the book, so there's lots of gameplay like available, and it's a it's a narrative story that's a choose your own adventure style game. So basically, the decisions that you make on uh, uh, in one scenario will affect uh, what happens next, but not only affect it, but you might have different paths. So when I created the game, there's a matrix of um, uh, and when I say I created, I created with a bunch of great guys. So it was me and Tom Frank and Wes Johnson, a bunch of us. I was the lead guy. It was my idea. And I brought it to the table and then worked with these other people. But um, uh, it's like a choose your own adventure where you might go on a whole different path. There's there's like three or four different endings. Well, there's three winning endings and then there's the you die ending. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's kind of the concept of the narrative campaign when you're playing a story. I like to look at it like a movie. So it's like like you're playing, you know, like uh, uh, a movie, like if you're playing a movie that you one of your favorite movies, but you're playing now in a book and you have your characters, or which are the characters from the movie, and they, they and, and that's kind of the concept of how that works. Um, you basically start with one character, and um, from there you'll gather your team, you'll find more along the way, you'll rescue them, or or they'll be part of something else, that, that, and they join your kind of your group, your team or your squad. Uh, so you build your 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 kind of team as you go along. There are uh, there's ex- like growth for all the characters. So all the characters have unique skills that as they get more experience from basically killing zombies and completing tasks, they they'll unlock these skills. So you have a bit of that sort of growth. Plus there's a whole bunch of weapons, and you'll start you literally start the game with nothing, and then uh, you'll you'll pick up a knife and maybe a luger, and then slowly you'll build you know an arsenal of weapons. And your character kind of specializes in one of them, so they'll, they'll, they'll gravitate to that. As soon as you find that one, that'll be your favorite weapon. Um, so there's that sort of uh, exploration. Uh, and uh, the game is a tactical combat, uses D12. Um, but the, the game mitigates the D12 by having like uh, basically rerolls. You, you could have a few rerolls per scenario, depending on your level, to kind of mitigate like just sucky bad rolling, right? Um, but then again, you know, War is fog of war and whatever, like when you're, you know, your guns can jam and things can happen and that's just the way it is. So, so bad luck is, you know, real. <laughs> Anyways. Very much is. Yeah, very real. Um, so, uh, uh, that, so, so tactically, you know, your characters can move and attack. The, the, we have a, this interesting, uh, well, not, um, this concept when you're playing that you can move and you can, while you're moving, you can attack with your weapon and then you can keep moving if you haven't used up all your moving points. Many games don't allow that. It's like you have to attack with your gun or whatever, attack with your weapon and then move, or you can move and then attack. And often mm-hmm. you don't let you intermix it. So we allow for that, which adds more 
not really harder once you once you start playing it, but it adds more realism and tactical flexibility. And the other thing about when you're playing tactically um, is is that you can, if you don't actually, uh, you know, attack during your turn, you can save it, uh, which is called covering. So you can actually wait. You kind of like, you know, in a real battle, let's say you're you're in, you're in a burnt out city with zombies around. You're kind of like waiting there, waiting for the zombie to turn the corner so you can blow it away. So if you have an attack, you can save it up your attack. So tactically, that's how it works. And, um, you know, again, the game unfolds from page to page as you're playing it. And then there's another layer of kind of uh, complications that you have to deal with. Now, Stalingrad, World War II, 1940, 1942, in 1941, 1942, it was it was really um, really cold. A lot of people starved to death. It was like like so. So you have resources, and you have what's called the fatigue track. So as you're going and trying to escape from Stalingrad Z, um, you'll also be trying to collect food and med kits and other things that can assist you so that you don't get so fatigued. And in between the scenarios, you can do what's called the between scenarios, where you do scavenging and you can find more ammo and stuff. Or you can like hole up where you're going to, um, you know, find a safe place and, you know, put a little fire on so you can warm your food. So there's that kind of aspect to it, too. And if you let yourself get too exhausted, then that'll affect how you, you fight the next scenarios. So there's that kind of uh, realistic, interesting kind of dynamic to the game that makes it even more challenging. It's all totally doable. And often people may die the first time they play it. Like, you know, because you're, as you're learning how the system works and, you know, the, the zombies overwhelm you. Um, that's how that goes. Now, there are three modes of play. There's you can play solo, of course, and co-op. And then there's, uh, in, the, in those cases, the zombies and the monsters in the game have an AI, which is overall pretty simple. They basically, most zombies will just move one square. So it's a gridded uh, map board when you're playing on it. They'll just move one square. That's it. And if you, if they start their action adjacent to one of your characters they will lock them just like in the movies they'll just like grab onto them if they start so you you know you have a chance to get away before that happens and then if they've locked you the next turn when they activate they'll just simply do a straight up one wound and you have like four wounds before you die so and turn into a zombie basically if your character dies like you have a, let's say you have a few characters and one of them dies they immediately turn into a zombie and then you know you have to kill them too of course but it's harder to kill them because they look like your friends. So there's modifiers, right? And, and if you don't kill them, they show up in future ones until you kill them. So they're like there to haunt you. So it's it, it's kind of creepy and and but you know real in the same way. And like you're, it's like you're, you're like really like you're writing your own story, right? And and, and every game is going to have its own story. So um, the AI is relatively simple, and you can play like I said, uh, solo co or co-op. And then there's a third option, which is uh, versus, of course, and that's where one person plays the zombie master and they control the zombies and there's rules for that. And that's generally harder for the human, like people playing the humans because the people are smarter than the AI for the most part. <laughs> We've done things to mitigate it, but it's definitely challenging. If you buy the box set, you have a, 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 a double layer character dashboard where you can plug in the weapons that you find and they easily sit on there. And, um, and that sort of thing. Oh, and the other thing too is that the um, we have hidden movement basically. So all the zombies are all flipped over on their question mark side, and until they become get into your line of sight or your line of fire, 
you don't know what they are. So there is always like, what am I going to encounter? You don't know 100%. So it changes every time you play the game, right? I think that's basically it in a nutshell, yeah. That, that sounds, you know, as you describe that, it sounds like a very, very good adaptation of a lot of the video games that we've played into board game form or book game form. We'll call it a book game, not a board game, because it's, it's played in the book. Um, yeah, when you mentioned, book yeah, when you mentioned the uh, the zombie, like your friends actually following you, I, I instantly in my head, I don't know if you played Diablo 3 ever on the video game, but there on the Xbox, there was a the thing called a nemesis, and it was an enemy a friend that you had actually beaten in the past, or if you played co-op with somebody or a big enemy would actually come into a current scenario and this like gong would chime and that thing would show up and attack you as well in the middle of, of this battle to make it even harder. So I, I oh, just, wow, I heard cool. the, I heard the nemesis gong go off in my head when, uh, when you said that about your friends showing up and, and attacking you, that's awesome. Let's get into the the core question, the the name of the podcast. So I'm I'm sitting there and we'll talk about where to buy it after, but, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about buying this. Why? Why? What's going to push me over the edge? Why should I play it? Well, if you like uh, tactical gaming and you like uh, uh, movies and you like reading, basically, maybe let's say, that you, you know, um, you're going to love the game because it's an unfolding story and it changes every time you play it. There's like eight characters to choose from or eight heroes, character survivors, whatever you want to call them, but you can only use up to four per scenario. So there's lots of replayability because you can play it again with different ones. You can choose different paths. Like one, you're like, okay, do I go towards the burning building? You're being followed by a horde of zombies, right? So you got a choice. So I go into the horde of the, the burning building, which will be, put me to map 36, or into the sewers, which will put me to map 28 and you're like i don't know if i want to go in the sewers i'll go in the burning building the next time you play you go screw it i'll go right into the sewers and see what happens right and you know there's always ways the game isn't trying to uh kill you well it's trying to kill you but like you always have choices to get out of it and until you make the most you know we don't try to just just mindlessly remove someone from the game or they're getting we're going to give a lot of hints if you're getting to the end and you're like yeah don't go that way if you still go it's like well okay <laughs> um and then the other thing about playing the game is that it's solo so i mean uh you you don't need a you don't if you don't have time for your friends all the time or you get together not everyone gets together as often as they might like this is at home and so now so basically you can play at home and that now what happens is you can play at home in a small space that takes very little time to set up, that takes very little time to tear down. So it, it, it basically gives you time to play this game. I guess games like it uh, that are solo and, 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 you know, it gives you time to play. But even though it has such a small footprint and even though it takes so little time, it's, it's when you're playing it, you're like absorbed into it. And you're like in that universe for that, like the 20 minutes to half an hour it takes to play it. So it really delivers the goods when it comes to having fun and getting, uh, you know, nervous and scared and like deciding what to do and like, you know, regrets. And and, and basically it creates its own story, like even the story within the story. So you'll be telling your friends later how you were just about to get away and then this thing showed up and locked you and then you had to. You, you, you had your machine gun, so you had to switch to your knife. And, you know, just stories. Then you hit him in the head and you made it and you got out in time before the bomb went off. So there's like the story and then there's your story, right? So I think the, the reason to play it is if, if, if um, first of all, have a good time. And it's, like I said, 
like it's 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 spot on as far as like space and all that's concerned and it's it's gonna be an ongoing story and you could like you obviously can save it so you don't have to like continue playing you can just play one you know 20 minute to half an hour game there's a couple of there's a, a few sorry maps that are bigger that are double the space so those are more more involved which is good because you're playing and then you get to maybe play a one hour one in that but yeah so i think those are some of the the points that you know we actually address specifically to, to make sure that people wanted to buy it and the other reason would be that you can get this thick almost you know 50 scenario book game 100 page scenario book with almost 50 maps and you know all the other things that you need to play the game uh for like 30 bucks <laughs> so it's like it's a good price point yeah like, how can you like not get it just to, you know and then and then if you want more you get the bigger one or whatever and if you want miniatures you can buy it separately but we're not forcing you to do that and that's what that's what when we we backed we we backed it on when we had it on kickstarter and you know a lot of people were so happy because like, you're not forcing me to buy minis i can buy this for 30 bucks and then often they'll be like oh, i'll get the 60 dollars version because it's like got all this extra cool stuff but you don't have to you absolutely don't have to some people actually like even one of my designers i work with he likes doing it all pen and paper like or pencil paper. Just like, yeah like he'll just print it out. he doesn't want to have all the counters he just wants to write it all down and if you're a role player like this is a great solution for a role player who doesn't have a dm and is interested in the world war ii zombie universe and yeah so that's that and the other thing about it is that we have a sequel so basically what I wanted to say is why would you buy this game? Well, it's mm -hmm. not just a standalone game. We have a sequel called Escape from Project Riza, which is like a sequel which is like six months later, you know, in the Owl Mountains. And so if you like the game, the story continues, new characters, new weapons. You can bring your old characters over. And then there's a third one in this in a series called Escape from uh, – no, it's not called it. I, I just used that for the first two, Escape from – <laughs> just like hey, <laughs> and then the the third one is set in, in africa north africa so it's called africa corpse 41 so you know there's movies and that's like a prequel to what happens so you get you get to kind of go back in time um and uh so basically it's gonna have a lot to offer it's a supported system we have dlc stuff online we have it in multiple languages we're going to create a diy you know uh scenario toolbox so people can design their own scenarios create we're, we're going to give you graphics and new maps and uh you you know uh like icons and stuff that you can put on the maps and all that kind of so you can design it from scratch if you're a little bit savvy with you can do it in word uh so there's all that other stuff that's coming on board with that and then we're also well we have the viking one out that's just launching in two weeks so if you're if you're not as much into world war ii or zombies you know you can do hor nordic horror which the viking one uses the same system tailored for vikings and uh uh, but again, if you know the first system, you'll know 80% of the next system. So like that. So the, the, it's an expanding universe that you can, that we're supporting and keeping on going with. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's, uh, it's very cool. So, um, we talked about, you know, the last question, the, the big question is how can somebody buy any of these games, any of the games, not just, uh, escape from Stalingrad Z, but any of the games you just mentioned. Well, um, yeah, on game found, if we're almost, all my stuff's on GameFound. So Escape from Stalingrad Z, I, we, we, we printed it. We made 6,000 copies on the first printing, and we still have some inventory left. So you can just buy it directly at chips. We ship every – every uh, I, I collect the orders from one week, and then the following week I give it to the distributor, and then out they go. So you can just buy that, and it'll, it'll go straight to you. And you do that on GameFound. It says, you know, what's your pledge, but it's not really a pledge anymore. It's just like your order. 
Yeah. Uh, that's of Escape from Silent Red Seas. You can buy that now in whatever format you like. There are some deluxe sets left. Um, and then Escape from Project Riza is also on GameFound, but it's now in the pledge manager mode. So you're basically pre-buying the game for delivery next year because we're still mm -hmm. developing it. And anyone who wants to – I'm an indie publisher, so that's just – by getting that, you're kind of supporting – supporting me in the business, right? It's, it, Absolutely. It, and you're going to get something out of it, obviously, but, but it, it's very helpful for us. So you can, um, you can, uh, uh, you can get it there for Stalingrad Z and Gates of Nilheim, which is the Viking one, the Nordic horror one, which has Draugr and trolls and Mardrum. And if you haven't seen the miniatures for that one, you got to take a look at that page after it's I'm going like, to for sure. It, those are because we've gotten better as we've gone along. Our miniatures, as much you know, starting right here, I think stand up miniatures. But when we did Reza, we we pushed it a little bit further, and now that we're doing the Viking one, we're even pushing it further. Mine, like really awesome. You'll see really awesome miniatures. Um, anyways, that's available on GameFound. It's sorry, you can go on GameFound now on and look up Gates of Nilheim, which is spelled real funny. So maybe in, you can write it down for people. And I know for sure. Yep. Yeah. I am. Yeah. So it's a weird, but it's, um, that's going to launch in two weeks on uh, November the 15th. Uh, but in the interim, you can sign up, you know, to get notification and stuff like that. So you're aware of it. So everything's on GameCon. It's all there. And you just type in the name that you like, it'll come up. And of course it'll kind of show the other stuff I do too. So you'll, you'll, it should be easy to find everything. And that's where you can find those games. And as a footnote, next year that we have, uh, so Gates of Nilheim is gonna is gonna crowdfund now, and then we have two games coming out next year. One is gonna be called the Cats of Nil, uh, the Cats of Mont Saint Michel, which is is really cool. I know I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself talking about this stuff on your on your podcast. But I'm Sorry, happy. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> Uh, we've got two games coming out next year. Uh, uh, one is um, The Cats of Mont Saint-Michel, which is set in France during the French Revolution. But there is a place, a monastery called Mont Saint-Michel. And in real life, I don't know, in real life, back in the 1700s and whatever, you know, they were kind of uh, blocked in and they were the threat of starving and they had a, a silo with, with wheat so they could live. But the rats were eating it. And then the cats came in and they they basically saved the, you know, that's how the story goes. Not nice. actually playing those cats, right? And you're fighting against rats and cockroaches and whatnot. And it's designed for it. So it uses the same basic system from Stalingrad Z, but it's stripped down a bit because, it, it, you know, uh, it's designed for like more family-friendly stuff. And you can play like, I would say a 10-year-old with the help of the parents can play it, no problem. Uh, and that's also co-op, but you're playing furry cats and all kinds of neat stuff like that. That's going to be, a, uh, we already start, the, did the first four scenarios. The rules are already written, and so now we're just playtesting, working it. The artwork is being worked on later this month, so there's a lot happening with that. And then we have another release for Christmas next year, but we'll leave that for a... Uh... We'll do that one in the ne in, in another podcast. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah. at least leave something to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Something to the imagination, yeah. but good stuff, yeah. <laughs> So I got to say the other place too that, you know, where I did all my research was uh, rayboxgames.com and the escape from Stalingrad Z. I've got it. This is like a follow-up question. I love this. I love this as a, as a design concept for the page. The first thing that I did and I went to the, St the Stalingrad Z uh, page, I clicked the eye. I had to click <laughs> the eye at the top of the page. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it marketing genius, but for your, for your fans out there who are listening, basically there's just this really kind of eyeball that's floating there and, you know, grotesque. And it says beside it, do not click the eye. <laughs> so 
I'm going to get people to go to my page where I'm selling it. Tell them not to click the eye. And then, yeah, so good. Thank you for clicking. Everybody, it. I'm sure everybody clicks the eye because it, it's just, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's kind of just out there. And, and when it said, do not touch, I'm like, I got to touch the eye. I mean, this is, yeah, this I, know. Do. Yeah. Uh, I hope most people enjoy the, you know, where they end up going is it's, you know. <laughs> It's great. So Marco, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm going to try to grab the, uh, the game from Elric when, uh, when he has a chance, when, um, when I have the chance next time I see him to, uh, yeah. to try it out myself, I know that he's been playing through the scenario. So I don't know if he's all done with it. Looking forward to the Viking theme one, because you, you've hit two of my loves, historical loves is world war two and Viking oh, times. So. Great. Well then, yeah, yeah. You're going to love it. It's you'll, you'll love it. Yeah. So I, Thank you enough. I appreciate your time coming on. I know it's uh, it's getting later in the day in Spain, and uh, I look forward to hopefully talking to you again uh, in the future when you when new games come out. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. Great. So everybody, thank you again for listening. This uh, this is should I play it? My name's Corey, and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Yeah.